Hello and welcome, you are listening to episode 68 of the Nearly Men Video Games Podcast coming to you live on Twitch from Scotland on Thursday the 23rd of July 2020. My name is Paul Kaczynski and joining me today is Gary Hogg Simmons. Hello. And Colin Little. Hello. And we are the Nearly Men. We have nothing to do with the video games industry. We don't make them, we don't sell them, and we're not even particularly good at them. We are the Nearly Men, and at some point you've probably kicked our asses online. Colin, we're, <laughs> we're going to dive right in. I could sense dread. I could sense fear. Dread. There, there hasn't been all week. I've been pretty bullish, but... Uh, about about midday today, the nerves started to kick in, and uh-huh, uh-huh, now, uh-huh. now I'm starting to think of the sort of um, gravity and the significance of what I have wrought. Is it a bad time to tell you that five people have subscribed in the last three minutes? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if only, if only make it happen, people. Nah, <laughs> no, there's a moratorium. <laughs> yes, the, the, well, unfortunately, if you're not in already, you're not in. <laughs> if, if, if people want to sub now, then by all means, just make Wonder Boy's job worse next week. But... I've told you, I've turned subs off for the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we are, of course, talking everyone about the producer rap. I think this came originally from Nat Pacino, throwing the idea out that instead of just listing all the producers because if you subscribe to the channel you can become a producer of the podcast rather than just listing all the producers she suggested there should be some sort of rap and it was myself and gary hogg simmons who was uh presenting the show at the time and Mm. gary suggested we put a poll up to see if they wanted gary or paul to do it so it was like old man gary uh, old man paul (laughs) sorry or or, young trendy gary and and the poll voted for me but then as a twist of fate i think once again that pacino obviously racked with guilt suggested that we do a wee round robin and everyone gets a turn so i've done it i done it last week i'm out I can relax. I'm smoking cigars and sipping brandy here. (laughs) This week, it is, of course, Colin Little who's going to be doing it. And he has been working, I think, since the Friday after the last podcast, writing it, scribing away. And then in two weeks' time, Gary Hogg Simmons is going to do it. So what we're essentially saying, everybody, is use your Twitch Prime subs, throw us your money, (laughs) let's double it, let's double the subscribers so that essentially episode 69 is Gary Hogg doing a rap. (laughs) A sexy rap because it's 69. 69. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) How are you boys anyway? All, All rapping aside, how are you, Colin? Uh, well, I'll let you know once the rap has been done. <laughs> he just wants to get to that point. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. Good, I'm good. Right. And Gary Hogg Simmons, how are you? I am good. I'm good. Uh, I'm a bit have, tired, but I'm You good. have been streaming a lot, my friend. I have. I've been streaming like 30 hours a week, and that's wow. great fun for me. Wow. Um, and it's, just, it's good fun uh, just having something to do during the day. It's keeping me on schedule, because usually I guess the summer holidays... And I end up staying up all night and sleeping all day, so it's made sure that I'm staying regular, as it were. Um, and then just getting everyone in during the day and chatting. People who are working seem to really enjoy it, and it's quite nice. I'm like, I'm going to start a movement or a petition where people should be allowed to watch Twitch at work. Ah, I like it. I keep like spirits Bring a streamer to work day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> certainly, certainly help us a bit, wouldn't it? It would indeed. It would indeed. And then once you've used your subscription, as you're going to do, to fill the subscriptions for Gary Hogg Simmons, you may yeah. as well use it for something. Aye. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Colin, I'm going to throw this to you. Your choice. Yeah. Do you want me to do the housekeeping first? Or do you want to do the producers first? Let's do the housekeeping first. Housekeeping first. Excellent. Yes, indeed. The three of us, everyone, are the Neely Men. We're a ragtag group of individuals who <laughs> do this podcast every second, every every two weeks, every Thursday. Uh, and we do live streams, reviews, and all sorts of things. Raps, believe it or not, now <laughs> is, is, is on the list. Um, we love everyone getting in touch. We've got loads of people getting in touch for tonight. We love people in the chat as well. Because the podcast, we don't, we don't focus too much on the chat we will kind of keep an eye on it and if anything jumps out we'll use it but because this is uh primarily an audio podcast and um, we'll just bat it on but do shout out any questions and all that and we'll get to them at the end we love hearing from you there's been a big xbox showcase you know we love hearing what people think of these kind of things if you ever want to get in touch here's how you do it reaching the nearly men is easier than ever search for the nearly men video games podcast on itunes spotify youtube or your preferred podcast player we stream on twitch follow colin at colin underscore nm follow paul at paul kaczynski all one word follow gary at blunderboy87 and let's get social on facebook as the nearly men twitter and instagram where we are at nearly men or go old school and email us on info at the nearly need all that again links are on our website the nearly so what are you waiting for Yes, indeed. What are you waiting for? Now, I've came back to my cam here because I don't want to ruin it. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, if you subscribe to the channel, you automatically become a producer of this podcast and you get a special shout out. Don't worry, you don't have to do any other work other than chuck his money. But bear in mind, if you're a Twitch user and an Amazon Prime user, you can link them and become a Twitch Prime person and you can use that twitch prime account to subscribe to the streamer of your choice it's totally free and you may as well use it we would love you to throw it our way and if you do you become a producer i think the only thing left to do ladies and gentlemen is introduce colin the little with the producer rap okay folks <laughs> let's do this Fine to me Listen up, y'all, it's time to get real. The old man's out, Captain Shambles at the wheel. The rap battle started, it's about to get won. 50-odd names, that's nothing, son. I get up early, munching eggs and steak. That's right, I'm kicking ass and it's only daybreak. But I better get going, I'm about to be late. I'm gonna have to answer the bright two two away. I head out the door and into the street. Like Seggy 67 said, with cheese cheeks neat. horror head on just like original steven we bow our heads in memories of jose keenan of course i kid he's alive and well i'm just having a laugh oh look it's rusty bell venom mdk and antonio pro she's a voice like an angel it's nappuccino duetting with her well i wish you good luck the tana swims and sub tokens just like his cruise mcduck we got john o rocks and aaron g spot not heard your name well this ain't the final lap we got gen z 42 he's been here from the start right up to present we got Sniggle on. Brother Jacob wrote his lore. It's like a fever dream. It'll strike you down just like a Hezzel beam. With T-Crew 87 and Cryptic Magnus. Rhyme got you spitting out your teeth like Auntie Agnes. Now like the Fresh Prince, I will try not to cuss. Theo can interact of even devs up us. Bail for 717 and then there's enemy Hugh. Got Nevin 1987 and Wobble 362. It's Luke Boogie. 
Yay, sculpting his guns. Hey, welcome to the party, pal. It's Brom on Drum. We got Bud Run and Dave Cake 90. They share the same number. God be praying to Almighty. This rhyming ain't so slick. I'm breaking rap's treaty. The only one tougher is AWPD. Still ain't heard your name. We got plenty of time. You just gotta sit there and be patient. Zero nine. This isn't a race. It's a damn roller coaster. Spitting out verses just like dancing toaster. We don't need no goose. We got the Wii Maverick. Never need a wingman if, like me, you spit. Sick. They used to call me Maestro. Thanks to you, Jabrias. You think you got the Neely Man? Well, come ahead and try us. Get your hands in the air, yo, nobody leaves. On ahead and Chaz West to the Sea of Thieves. Shumba at the helm, he got the pot to take. Foxy in the crow's nest, nobody sees sick. Colshire is keeping it funky. Who's that in the rowboat? Monkey barking is taking his places. I'm going all in cause I'm holding sweet aces. There's a tiny wolf got me all out of sea. What's up Andy McGee? 303 step out of the boat and into the shallow. Who do I see? It's a mighty marshmallow. Not many to go, so just look me in the eye. Some of these are toughies, time to write a die. I'm just about to explode, I'm like a grenade. The only thing better is an arcade raid. This rhyme share wood, and I guess I'm robbing. I'm super califragilisticgallic, Sherry Bobbins, we get Kim H. Smith. Let me hear you say a shark. The rap game, son, it's a walk in the park. Now you people probably think you set me up for a fail But listen up and you ain't hearing no ghastly tales Some are just a little hard to fit in the mix Yeah, I'm looking at you, Mr. Just of the Six With the hardest one to spit without sounding roboticus How the hell do you say it? Oh yeah, Tipoticus Now I know what you're thinking How'd he cope with all these names? This rapper's a soul's boss I meant she plays games So there's your producers, all 50-something names Coming at you like a level 5 hype train But I got a show, so I guess I better stop Over to you, Blunder, this is a mic drop Yeah! Yes, yes, yes! Phenomenal! <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal! <laughs> <laughs> Colin Little's on the plate, oh. ready to go, and boom! <laughs> a couple of shout-outs in the chat. The general consensus, Colin, is that it's a Scottish beastie boy, my man. A Scottish <laughs> beastie boy. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Oh, Gary. Oh, oh Gary. <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need a wee lie down now. I need a wee lie down, please. <laughs> tip top well done well oh. well done everybody thanks for the bits thank you so much that's really kind he deserves them doesn't he <laughs> thank you so much that's really kind wow that was epic Colin Little I'm not gonna oh. lie oh. there's oh. a hype train started and oh yes <laughs> this is not ideal for the podcast <laughs> If you're listening in the future, there is a hype train happening in the, in the, the chat. Colin Little's kicked off that train. Oh, I can't even do my quote that I normally do. Choo-choo, mother... Mm. So, yeah, so all I'm going to say is that uh, I've decided that's me for a while, but when we get to... If we ever get to 100 subs, that's when the sequel comes, all right? And well... 
Not uh, before it. Not big shout out to Tatana, who's just <laughs> gifted five subs already. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Tatana. Thank you so much. Thank you, fun. Tatana. I'm sure Gary wants to say thank you very much. <laughs> so I- I'm just going to hand in my t-shirt and resign <laughs> from the Nearly Men tonight. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, my days. Kevin Smith, thank you for the sub. Thank you. They're just growing. They're growing. I'm, I'm trying not to get too distracted from the chat, but that's really generous, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Well done, Colin. Well done. That was amazing. That was fantastic. Thank you. And thank now you. he can relax. Yeah, I'm not doing anything else, man. I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> He's out. He's out. <laughs> He is out. Thank you so much for the bits, everybody. Thank you. That's really kind. I don't know where we go. Where do we go from there? Where do we go from here? 50-odd names. That was quite, quite... Actually, some of it was really quite easy. I was quite surprised. I have, obviously, apart from a a time where I became a little bit obsessed with Eminem, um, I have (laughs) never... I have never really... uh, tried to write a rap before it's quite difficult um, <laughs> that uh, that was phenomenal phenomenal very beastie boys i love it yeah mm. yeah well uh, th- that was the the influence i was sitting there trying to think how am i going to do this and you know and i went well <laughs> y- you know well we'll have to try something a bit different paulo paulo went for you really leaned into the the pink and the dad sort of uh mm-hmm. and you, you and you had the sort of like funky undertones and all that I, I had to do something a bit better and i thought i'm going to go for something a wee bit aggressive and i thought well the beastie boys is the perfect example um and i found uh paul revere in particular was the song that i thought yeah that's the sort of tempo i want that's the sort of beat i want and shout out to sherry bobbins uh who was my hype hype man Hype for the week, and uh, and also uh, she she came up with a with a track, and also that little bit at the start where it says "Welcome to the NMC" that actually is Sherry Bobbins. Ah, excellent! Oh, that's cute. Excellent. So... There's there's a wee bit of worry in the chat that uh, Kim Smith missed it. Uh, don't worry, Kim. I will highlight it as soon as this is recorded. Don't you worry, and I'll <laughs> yeah. throw it up in the Discord. So I thought you were going to ask it to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can just pop the glasses on there, Colin. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Wowza. Very good. Oh. Very good. Can we get it on Spotify? Maybe, Tutana. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Do you know what? It's, it's a nice wee segue. Well done, Colin. And Gary, the stage is set for two weeks' time, my man. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I like brisket. I'm worse than you two. (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for the bits. Thank you for the subs. Tatana, that's outrageously generous, as always. Thank you, my man. Shout out to Tatana, who just made affiliate status this week as well. Congratulations. Congratulations. Very good. Very good. Very richly deserved. Brilliant. I'm afraid we have to move on as much as I want to enjoy this moment and I, I do want to get you to do it again but the, that's the genius of uh, highlighting we can watch it till our heart's content <laughs> but it does give us a nice wee segue into uh, we did have our Twitch Sings party boys mm. we finally managed it because you the community raised over a thousand pound for the um, Edinburgh Children's Hospital charity back in June I think it was it was maybe three hours to go. We're sitting eight hundred pounds, and we said if we can get to a thousand pounds, then we'll throw a big Twitch Sings party and have a, have a blast. And a blast we did last a couple of Saturdays ago. It was just after the podcast, wasn't it? It was. Um, yeah. It was a great night. I, I, I had a great time. It was it, lovely. Lots of fun. I think was I was good. the most sober of the nearly men. You were indeed. You were indeed, <laughs> which is always good. Uh, and thanks to everybody for joining us for it. 
thanks thanks to everybody who joined us and sent us duets and all that jazz it was really good really good fun so thank you thank you do you want some news by us oh yeah well i think we'll kick off with the xbox show that happened i don't know four hours ago or something three hours ago um i I mean i've kind of listed everything that happened i I don't want to go into every single thing um maybe if i throw out to colin you watched it i know um Uh was there anything that jumped out at you that that was the top of your pile at all uh there wasn't an awful uh, well just a quick overview there wasn't a lot of gameplay uh, I sort of thought they'd have an awful lot of gameplay. There wasn't that much. Uh, there was bits of it. Um, I, this is the same sort of thing that was kind of an issue with the PS5 announcement as well. Because they're streaming on YouTube and what have you, and you're likely watching it in compressed and HD, nothing looks particularly next-gen. So I've, I've found with both of them, but particularly in the Xbox one, being a little bit underwhelmed with what I saw, I don't think Halo, and I'm sure it is, I'm sure when you're actually playing it on the Xbox Series X, I'm sure it looks fantastic. I, I thought it looked like a current-gen game. Um, well, you and I were both watching it, and, and we both commented, this This looks a bit boring, it looks a bit dull. And I know it's a slice, it's a very thin slice, and it's the first... It's the first showing that we have of the Halo campaign. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, 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 you'd want them to be kind of blown, blown you out the water with it. And it was just a wee bit kind of, as you say, it was a kind of bog standard FPS, wasn't it? A first person shooter, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. And I just, do you know, the other thing that really struck me is it just kind of looked like a Destiny ripoff, which is really weird. I know Bungie, oh. and it, they, it looked like Destiny. And then later on, there was another game that looked like Destiny, and then there was another game that looked like Destiny, and that actually was Destiny. That and was I was a Destiny. bit like, <laughs> and I was like, it's like, these games all just look the same. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that was my, my problem with it, was it's just looking. Now, I will, what I will give it is I thought the facial animation of the kind of sequences was really good. It was really smooth. It was really. Yeah. Uh, what would the word be? It's you know you, you could sense the amount of muscles in the faces if that makes oh, sense. I mean, um, it was really clear. Um, but you know, as a cutscene, <laughs> I never really got that. I didn't I actually no. thought. I thought they looked a bit. They, I just thought it looked very current gen. And again, it's probably compression on YouTube and things like that. But um, I thought the character models didn't look particular. I thought Master Chief looked amazing. But see the guy who's in the ship with him talking. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Just like something out of a sort of generic I, I just didn't see i didn't think his facial animation was anywhere near as good as something in the last of us or ghost of tsushima or anything like that which is current gen i was a bit underwhelmed with that the action itself looks quite good it's it's clearly an open world sort of shooter now um the map looks huge uh i was surprised i genuinely did see some pop in there's a point when it kind of scans over and there's a cloud a cloud that popped in uh-huh. Uh, and that's just about like I can't believe there's a little bit of pop in and that because um, he was in the middle of talking about how great the sort of uh, draw distance and all that sort of stuff was. That's right, yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> amount, the amount of times they kept talking about flawless sixty frames and all that and this and that, I I don't know, I don't know. The other problem is, and this is a caveat, right? Both myself and Paul aren't huge fans of the Halo series, are we? No. I mean, we no. we. we we quite like the multiplayer aspect of them, but we I, I don't I don't know the bloody story of Halo. Even when I was an Xbox nah. boy, I wasn't into Halo really at all. So so as a result, like see if it had been a Gears of War, I'd probably be more excited because I have played a number of the Gears of War games and I really like them, but Halo's just never really done it for me. Yeah. Um yeah. so it kinda left me a wee bit cold. Uh but I do see people online that were really 
chuffed about, really excited about. There was then a bunch of other stuff that, I mean, State of Decay. It looks pretty cool, but it was just a cut. It was just a cutscene. It was yep, a cool yep. looking cutscene, but it was just a cutscene. The majority of them were cutscenes, and then the the next thing that they showed that was any kind of gameplay was an expansion for the Worlds, which is a current gen game. And I was like, I can't oh. believe this. I can't believe yeah, it. Yeah. Um, Did you see it at all, Gary? Did you see any of it? I tried I to catch wee, but... wee bits after the stream, um, but I'm see because the Xbox isn't the way I'm going. I'm just a wee bit. Uh, if the games come to Game Pass and I play them on a PC, fine. Um, I mean, looking at that list, there's like two, three that made me go, oh, that's that's a game that I, I know of that looks interesting. But for the most part, I was just kind of like, and after the, 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 the mess up of the last one, which you both watched and you were just yeah, sort of like yeah. disappointed, I was a bit like, do I want to invest a bunch of hours to sit and watch a bunch of stuff we could see in a, a Twitch advert before someone's stream starts? Yeah, yeah. It's but, just, it's... Uh, it seems odd to me that um, the, the the main thing they were going at, they were going for this flawless 60 frames per second and everything was going to be 60 frames per second. It was going to run really well and all that jazz. And then they, they came back to Ori and the Will of the Wisps mm-hmm. and they made a big deal about this being 120 frames oh. per second. Which is nonsense because I don't think your eyes can see 120 frames per second no. <laughs> <laughs> for a start. But I, I'm a bit like I know we're not the I know we're not you know really strict competitive gamers and every frame counts and you know yeah I, I know it doesn't matter too much to us but I'm a wee bit like you know 60 frames okay I'll get it I I actually sometimes prefer 30 frames because it looks more filmmaking things like that I, I much prefer that kind of level. Um, just- you don't you don't need more than 60 frames per second. So- I see Arcade Glasgow saying in the chat that the mountain range also popped in in the, right. in the Halo. Right, and this is the thing. This is my concern, right? And I sort of mentioned this to Paolo earlier. It was a bit like, um, you know, they were supposed to be, they, they made a big thing that it was going to be a gameplay reveal before and then they didn't show gameplay. And then there's been these sort of stories about Assassin's Creed Valhalla not running properly and all that. It kind of feels like Microsoft are hiding something and I can't work out what. <laughs> it kind of feels like things aren't working very well at the moment because I, otherwise I don't know why they're not showing the consoles out in a few months. I don't know why they're not showing more gameplay. Um, well, here's the thing. Here's strange. the thing. It's just they- strange. I'm kind of jumping ahead, but at the end, they listed uh, how's it, two, four, six, seven, seven big f- games that are going to be exclusives and going to be launch exclusives, right? Right. Now, it's just dawned on me now that they might be talking about game launch exclusives as opposed to console launch. No, that's, it actually said console launch, didn't it? Console launch? I couldn't work out what it meant. Because, right, because one of the ones that included was... Um... Well, Dark uh, Tide. Medium. medium. Wasn't it medium shown at the PS5? The PS5 one. Yeah. Actually. And that was in amongst all of them. So I don't understand what console launch, launch exclusive means. Well, what really confused me is Dark Tide and Fantasy Star Online 2 redo kind of thing were both dated 2021. <laughs> well, I did see that, yeah. So they're, yeah. they're claiming the console's still coming out this year and they're, they're advertising all the other ones as holiday. Does it just mean that when the games come out, they'll be timed exclusive to Xbox for? That's what I wondered. That's how. That's mm, that's. That's mm. what I wondered. Um, I mean, there, do you know, there wasn't much. There wasn't much that really. And I, I'm, a, I'm like Gary. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm like PlayStation. I've always liked PlayStation. Um, so I. 
probably was never really going to get an Xbox. There are certain games. I was quite. I, one good thing I thought was great is they said all of those games are coming to Game Pass. All of them. Yes, everything you see, everything you see is like, going to Game Pass. Well, That's I now have Game Pass. I mean, I don't know if my laptop will be able to run half of them if if they're anywhere near as impressive as they are. But that's a good thing. I think Game Pass is great, but I think it was a better advert for Game Pass than it was for Xbox Series X, and that's what I still feel. It kept they kept coming back to the fact that it was going to run the best possible on the Xbox Series X, but it kind of felt like it was an advert for everything but the Xbox Series X. And I know it was focusing on games this time. Um, but... I I just feel like and, and we've been over this, so I'm not going to spend too long on it, but it just seems that. They're they're very much pushing the Microsoft hierarchy, and mm. it's it's it, it, they want you to buy the Series X obviously because they'll they'll get money from it. And but if you want sixty frames per second, you're going to need to buy a, a Series X. But see if you're not bothered about sixty yeah. frames per second, you can play it on your old Xbox, you can play it on your phone, you can play it on your PC, you can play it on whatever. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're... I, I know. See the folk. See the folk that are really obsessed with 60 frames per second. See the folk who are playing Sea of Thieves, uh, you know, streaming it or whatever, are desperate for high th- frame rates. The people are playing COD and all that. They're, they're playing on a gaming PC. They're playing on a gaming PC. Mm. Get that steady frame rate. Yep. I don't think that frame rates mean anything. I saw uh, Chris Scullion, uh, the Scottish uh, video games uh, journalist, he was talking about it. And he pointed out the fact that he just doesn't understand the the whole issue with frame rate in particular, particularly the Ori one at 120, he says, if you have to slow something down to show the frame rate, then it shows you how pointless the frame rate is. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. No, I'm going to be that person to say, I don't even know what frame rate, I know what it does, but see if somebody went to me, what frame rate is that, but fast? I don't know. It's like, like does it run? Does it jutter? Does it, is it playable? Yeah, exactly. I know if you're exactly. Resident Evil 2 at 120 frames per second in a PC, you do more damage with a knife. That's like as far as my frame like FPS knowledge goes, but the frame rate thing, I'm just like, I, I, me as an as a standard gamer, I'm like, I don't care. Exactly. Is it going to play exactly. a nice game? Then it's, let me play. It's no for us. I know. I know it's not for us, but that you know, a console is not for competitive gamers. As you're mm-hmm. saying, it's PC they're playing on, but you know, the your average player doesn't give a hoot about frame rate. Essentially, they want it to look nice and they want it to look smooth. Whether mm-hmm. that's thirty or sixty, I think um, if you can get a steady thirty or sixty frames and it's locked, and you know yep. you're not going to dip below that, I think that's more than you're going to need for a for a gaming experience most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no point chasing frame rates that you can't cope with because because the danger is what you're then having to do is sacrifice things. You have to sacrifice things with like motion blur and all that to mm-hmm. hide half the stuff so you can actually keep that frame rate. Um, I, I I don't know I. I there was one game I thought looked really cool. Again, though, all it was was a trailer, uh, but it was called Avowed. And uh, Paolo, I see you've jokingly called it Skyrim Series X. <laughs> oh my God, I thought that actually was that. a Skyrim Series X. And I was <laughs> like, are we being serious? Are we actually being serious? It, it was essentially Skyrim. Right. That's what it looked like. It looked like um, a shiny Skyrim. It, um, and it's, it's made by Obsidian, though, so I think it could be really, really mm, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it might but again, up. it's not enough to buy a console for me. It's not, especially mm-hmm. not if it is potentially coming to Games Pass. Because I, I'd just be like, well, I'll just check it out on that. Um, mm-hmm. Apart from that, that was about it. Uh, Psychonauts wasn't really interested in that much. They had Jack uh, Black in it, but the song was—I didn't think the song was very good. Um, it's Destiny, Tim Schafer, which should excite me, but it doesn't really, to be honest. I, 
Tim Schafer's embarrassed himself in recent years as well. That's part of the problem. I don't <laughs> think Tim Schafer's quite as cool as he used to be. Oh, um, uh, the other one that uh, what was I? This crossfire. I mean, oh, do you know this... it was it was the most Xbox. Microsoft Xbox game I've ever seen in my life. It's the kind of thing where they're like sitting drinking cans of Monster and stuffing Doritos into their faces and and Ooh. and, and uh, wearing a MAGA hat. It was. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they, it looked quite action orientated, but it just looked the same guff that, that, more that the same, Microsoft's been putting out for years. And I was like, oh. Do you know actually looking at that list that sums up? It's the same of the old. They're all sequels, uh, pretty much. Yeah. Like, yeah. are they all got some connection somewhere? The only one that, that gave me any sort of excitement, and it's it's a, a small bit of excitement, was Fable. And that was just because it was, oh, look, a new Fable. Yeah. But that's I quite enjoyed, the only people who are saying it, because it's get the, the history behind exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. I mean, again, it was just another mm. video again, trailer. It's, so. it's an IP that they, we already had. And um, it probably, it's probably about five years away and all that kind of stuff, do you know what I mean? It's, I didn't even like Fable that much. I got really bored. I was alright. I quite like the tongue and cheekness of it, but coincidentally, I have to. I have to. I'm not going to mention. It. I talked. I talked to Paul about it earlier. We're not actually going to put it up there, right? But earlier uh, on, I saw on Twitter, uh, Naomi Kyle, who's a an American uh, video games presenter, she does IGN, all sorts of stuff. Lizzie, you'll know uh, Naomi Kyle. She put up a thing a while back saying there was a rumor that a new Fable was coming. And she said, very hyped, there's definitely another Fable game being made, so this rumour might be legit. And some guy came in and basically told her, not a chance, if a Fable gets announced, uh, I'll get I'll get a tattoo of your choice. And she's like, I'll hold you to this. And he's like, sure, it's not happening. Uh, and then he was, he was giving it the big man. And then the last thing they did was they went, and we've got one more thing for you. And they released Fable. And she got back to him and told him. And uh, for those of you that have seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, she sent him a picture of the what up uh, bicep <laughs> bicep flyer. Was that a bicep? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you, you know the one where it basically says we're cool guys looking for to hang out with other cool guys uh, at a party <laughs> mansion. Nothing sexual. Uh, that one, and, and uh, that's what he's now getting tattooed. That's what he's now. Apart, well, he says that we'll see. But she's holding him to it, and honestly, the internet are not letting it go. No. <laughs> so that that made me laugh, uh, and Before I do see. Oh, oh sorry, uh, and I, I know Sherry Bobbins um, is very excited about uh, Don't Nod's new game. Tell me why. Um, yeah, I thought it would be. Uh, yeah. uh, there's another one as well, Twin Mirror, I think, which is also coming. She's also quite excited about. But don't uh, they did show another trailer for Tell Me Why? And there was another one. What was the the sort of graphic novel looking one? Uh, that was I'm looking at the thing as, as Dusk Falls as Dusk Falls which I thought actually looked really quite cool um, and I'm expecting royalties from yes indeed <laughs> I'm indeed. in that I mean, if that's not me that's no in idea. that you appeared in it um, and I did see a funny tweet as well from somebody uh, who said uh, so so PlayStation get Spider-Man and we get Tetris with music <laughs> So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's some. I was going to say more on that there, but I think that's a perfect line to draw <laughs> under the whole thing there. Dearie me, dearie me. Mm. Uh, moving on, guys. Moving on. Uh, slightly more serious subject. Uh, it seems that every podcast we do now has got some sort of um, disappointing yeah. news story. I think is maybe the word to use. Um, where humans just aren't being humans. 
Uh, this is a fresh report into Ubisoft culture highlights reluctance to let you play as a woman in Assassin's Creed and further allegations on departed creative boss Hasquit. Is that how you'd pronounce that? Hasquit? Uh, yeah, Serge Hasquit, yeah. Uh, this is from Tom Phillips on Eurogamer. And he writes, uh, a detailed report into the current wave of sexual misconduct allegations at Ubisoft has surfaced new details on the developer's continued reluctance to let a woman be the sole star of a big-budget Assassin's Creed game. Bloomberg's article highlights that the various ongoing investigations into the conduct of Ubisoft staff members, as well as further allegations around staff members past and present. Centre to many of these alleged incidents is Ubisoft's former chief creative officer, Sergei Hasquit, Described as a close friend of company boss, Yves Guillemot, Yves Guillemot, who resigned earlier this month following a newspaper report detailing allegations of sexual harassment. Hasquit is alleged to have regularly held company meetings in strip clubs, to, made se- to have made sexually explicit comments to staff and have given colleagues weed-laced cakes without their knowledge. Jesus Christ. The report links a, per- a pervasive culture of machismo to Ubisoft's creative outpo- output and repeated discussions not to make a woman the sole star of a major Assassin's Creed game. New claims include a reduction in screen time for Victorian London-set Assassin's Creed Syndicate co-star Evie, whose eventual role was made lesser in favour of her brother Jacob. The same happened in ancient Egypt-set Assassin's Creed Origins, where its original pitch to injure or kill off main character Bayek in favour of his wife Aya was scrapped. The same happened in ancient Greece set Assassin's Creed Odyssey, when the original pitch was to have Cassandra the only playable character. This too was ditched to give players a choice between Cassandra and her brother Alexios. Even with the reveal of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which lets you play as either male or a female version of lead character Eivor, Ubisoft chose to debut the game with its male version front and centre, while its female option was first seen as a collector's edition action figure. When pressed on why Ubisoft did not showcase the female version at the game's reveal, Ubisoft told me at the time that Valhalla's marketing would showcase both at different points. All of the directives came from Ubisoft's marketing department or from Hasquit, Bloomberg wrote today, both of whom suggested female protagonists wouldn't sell. It goes on and then comes back to Ubisoft placed several high-profile staff on administrative leave at the end of June as it began investigating a tidal wave of reports into alleged sexual misconduct at its various studios and within its upper management. The reverberations from that led to Guillemont to announce a set of reforms for its top editorial department and HR process plus employee listening sessions moderated by external facilitators and audit of the company procedures and policies by an external consulting firm. But the allegations kept on coming. A week later, Hasquet was named in further sexual harassment allegations published in French newspaper Liberation. He resigned his position the following day. Ubisoft, Ubisoft's boss of Canadian studios, Yanis Malat, was announced as leaving at the same time as it had become impossible for him to continue, it quotes. And that was from uh, Tom Phillips over in Eurogamer. Um... Yeah, it's disappointing stuff, guys, isn't it? I mean, it's the sad thing is it's nothing new, but it, it seems now that it's it's not been put up with as much as it has been in the past. There is, there's literally thousands of these stories, by the way. There's so many companies, uh, and not just... Uh, there's There's been a big wave of uh, people coming forward, uh, not just from developers, lots of, lots of stories from developers, lots of stories in video games journalism about junkets, lots of things now from Twitch... Uh, about the way people are treating one another and 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 just the the sort of behavior that people are getting away with um 
it's it's alarming. It's alarming and things. I mean, honestly, feeding people, uh, even if we take out all the other inappropriate stuff for a moment, right? Uh, about you know having meetings in strip clubs and all that. You know, that's the sort of stuff you saw in like eighties films of like the stock market or something. I mean, how is yeah. that even? It was not appropriate then. Why is it appropriate now? Um, uh, but feeding people weed laced cakes. That I mean, that's. I mean, surely that's illegal. I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, that that's essentially a roofie, isn't it? I mean, I mean, it's just. I mean, it's it's the most childish prank. And these guys are hiring and firing people. And and uh, you know, this is literally when when I selected this story, I was mining through just the most <laughs> horrible stories, the most horrible anecdotes, and I was like, um. And I found this article and thought we'll do we'll do this one, but there is much worse. There is much worse out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and these guys have a lot more to answer for than just this as well. And Ubisoft themselves have been, um, you know, complacent. They've been they've been part of this the whole time. That this is not new. People have been complaining. There was multiple complaints to HR about these guys in the past, and and it just kept going. Um, and often what they do is they just move the people on who complain rather than the people who are the problem. It's it's terrible. And um, that's the yeah. way it is, man. That's the way it is. It's just it's just absolutely right. And I do wonder if that's the thing because it, it was rather interesting that despite the fact we've seen an awful lot of adverts in recent months, we did not see an ounce of Assassin's Creed gameplay in the Xbox thing today. No, I th- I think that that was always on the case though. I, I think that was going to be steered well clear of today. Gary, you were going to say something right at the top there. Um, I am really irritated by this story because this is being branched or branded as if it's as this new new thing and it's not. It goes right back to like 2012 when Assassin's Creed 3 came out because way back then people were looking for a female assassin and I remember there was an interview and they were like, why is there no female playable assassin yet? And they were like, oh, um, because f- females are harder to to model and to 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 uh, program their movements, whereas in the Ezio games you had female assassins running doing missions. Yeah. And then the the um the oh the the girl and the the, the female character Eva again we knew that was reported back then when this game came out she was meant to have a bigger role and they got away with it and then and you can see when you like. Remember I said I didn't like Assassin's Creed Origins and I went back and played it and finished it and I said it didn't feel like an Assassin's Creed game until the end when yeah. Aya, Aya became a founded assassin. like, why wasn't that her story? Yeah. You can see they're get, they've getting away with it and it's just, it's ridiculous. So this story is interesting and you're like, well, finally, it shouldn't have taken to finally to get there. Like, it's, it's there's been like logged evidence of it for at least seven years now and I'm just like, why it's almost like because the internet knows everything it's all coming to light and it's just they've got egg in their face but it should have been dealt with back in the day and it's ridiculous it's disgusting and it's the new game that's coming out i've not watched the trailer um and i sent you guys this picture but baker boy friend of the the the, the channel he sent a picture of the female character and valhalla it is the exact same model with blonde hair Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's not even different hair. It's the same hair design, and it's blonde. She has the same nose, same facial features, and I was like, "Well, I hope they're changing that because that's just that's that's not 
right why why are all these other characters getting brand new models and animations and detail and with the female it's just oh we'll slap some blonde hair in her and it's good to go it's just it's uh doesn't matter uh, and the, the 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 feedback on Twitter, there was someone who was like, I'm fed up of these companies buckling to the pressure to be um I don't think you use the word woke, but it was it was along the, those lines. Uh, yeah. there's just just not a market for 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 these types of characters. And it was like, wait, wait I'm sorry. Oh, I was like population. Yeah, I was like, I'm sorry. You 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 wouldn't play a game because it was a female lead and I just I just I don't it's just oh it does my nothing. Well um, one tweet that really jumped out <laughs> at me, um I think I think it was the, the woman who worked on Assassin's Creed from whatever it was, number three till uh, Origins and was consistently trying to get a female character. I'm sure um she tweeted something like that, but then also stated that <laughs> The Last of Us Two, which is, you know, one of the, the best selling PS4 games already, is female led. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is female led. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, and just write listed all, all these off. Uh, and you're um, like, women I, do women do sell. Yeah. And then all the Resident Evil games, you always had a male or female lead to choose from. Like choice was always a thing and it was always it was made like it wasn't I, I will paste the character over and have the exact same story. They 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 made strong female characters and the people bought them and love a series because they're a female character and then he gets to Assassin's Creed and like, sorry, we don't do vaginas here. Well, I'm it's just, just like, laughing. Ugh. I saw yeah. Diet Punk pointing out, he said, um, yeah. <laughs> females are only harder to render because they've spent less time focusing on it. And, you know, it made me laugh because I forgot that that was actually an excuse Ubisoft put out at one point. I think it was for Assassin's Creed Unity. The reason why there was no female characters was because somehow female characters were harder to render. Yeah. That's not, and, and as, uh, um, uh, who is it? I think it's, uh, it may have been just off the six. Yeah, who said um, also if they can't render female characters or female models, then they're obviously an inferior studio. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, Ubisoft are taking a big brunt in this because they're, they're head of the papers with this. Um, we've got to remember Ubisoft is a huge company. I mean, you cannot comprehend how big that is. So obviously there's going to be more employees, so there's going to be more stories. So don't just think this is Ubisoft that's the only people that are doing this. This is is rife, you know what I mean? But there does seem to be a systemic issue at Ubisoft. That does not mean there's not issues elsewhere, but this is you know, to have three big execs leaving very, very quickly and a raft of stories uh, across the number of studios that is an issue. That I get, is an I, issue. I get the impression that this is not Ubisoft's only problem at the moment. No, no, unfortunately. No. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I, I don't know what else we can say about this other than that it's, it's awful and uh, times need to change basically. And and it's good that it's coming to light. And you know, you you just got to hope that people are brave enough to come forward and that people are are sensible enough to support it and people in the industry to support it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because obviously the fear of anyone coming forward is, well, that's me gubbed for this career, do you know what I mean? But um, we seem to be living in a wee, wee bit of a better time where people can understand this a bit more and, and there's a safer environment. Yep. I hope to God. I hope to God. Yeah. Uh, anything else, boys, on that? Uh, no, not for, not for now. Um, no. Yeah, I Pretty see soft. that. The wee, the wee Maverick, it would be nice at some point to get a, to get a female... Um, a, opinion on it. I think if we probably had um, a wee bit more f- forethought, we probably would have reached out to do that. But maybe we should at some point, because uh, unfortunately these stories aren't going away. 
Um, so yeah, maybe we maybe we need to uh, speak because you know three white dudes talking about about this probably isn't <laughs> you know talking about discrimination isn't quite the you know um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think I think this conversation's not over. Yeah, yeah, guys, I'm going to move on. Uh, let's have some cozy scrums. Cozy scrums. So uh, once again, as always, I'm trying to. <laughs> What's it, Ross Geller does? <laughs> um, because they were getting to, to be as long as the news story, so I'm just going to throw these out to you, and you can enjoy them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike, Microsoft Flight Sim. It's coming out on the 18th of August. I'm quite excited about it. I'm kind of geeking out about it, even though I, it's not really Mac of the game, but I'm kind of quite excited about maybe doing it for my Sunday social and things like that. I think it might be perfect. But if you want to buy it physically, it's coming on 10 DVDs. 10 discs. 10 discs. Can you believe that? Now, I know games are getting bigger, but 10 discs. You, 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 know, you know the reasoning, though, yeah? Well, it's or the, big. The, 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 well, no, their sort of excuse for it was that they wanted people uh, to be able to purchase it. I think they've got quite a lot of older people who like really like the game and all that sort of stuff, and they were concerned that uh, people's download speeds wouldn't cope with huge downloading these huge files. I think the game itself uh, baseline is ninety gig, so the plan was that these DVDs would mean that you could that would ninety gigs you could save off your download time um, to get the game running. But if it's on ten DVDs, it's at least like aye, it's at least ninety. How and then it'll be how, downloaded as well. How long you have to sit and switch disc? I know, I don't. Well, I don't know. Oh, I think it'll be a big install. I, I think it'll I just be installing yeah. it all on. I don't know if it, maybe they've got certain continents or certain flight routes that might be on different discs, but um, why not Blu-ray? Says Evil Monkey because no everybody's got a Blu-ray drive. That'll be the but pretty much everybody's got a DVD drive in their computer. But not everybody's got a Blu-ray. I had to check if I do have a disc drive on my computer. I was I like, I see a button for one. And there you but... go, you see? You see? You see? Uh, this is Microsoft Flight Simulator on 10 DVDs, would you believe? <laughs> uh, World War Z, we played that, boys and girls. Um, yeah. It's got a new update which allows cross-play with PS4. PS4's joining the cross-play party, everybody. Um, and it's now fully cross-play that? with Xbox, PS4, and PC uh, on the Epic Store. Um, so if you like WWZ... And you like crossplay? There you go. The big news, though, and this relates back to what we were talking about earlier, Colin, because you yep. were talking about how you've got Game Pass, but no on Xbox, and your PC might not be able to run things and all that jazz. Uh, Totana actually broke this news to me during the week uh, on a stream, uh, but they were talking about it today as well. XCloud is going to be part of Game Pass Ultimate. So if you get Game Pass Ultimate, which I think is like ten ninety nine, I think, a month or something like that, that gives you Game Pass on PC, Game Pass on Xbox, Xbox Live, which you'll probably do away with, and uh, it's now giving you xCloud as well, so you can play anywhere on your phone. Okay. So it's the Stadia of Xbox. Oh, that, mm. one, that worked so well. That worked so well. <laughs> Dead by Daylight is coming to Stadia in September. No one oh, gives a hoot. No, no. Yeah. Anyway, that was your Cozy's Comes, boys. Yeah. And now we go to the freebies. Who wants some freebies? Oh, do I? Games with gold, people, till the 31st of July. Nothing's new here. Thirst, yeah. 31st of July, you're getting WRC 8, a driving game for the Xbox One. 16th of July to the 31st of July, you're getting Juju, a platformer for Xbox One from the Xbox 360. 16th of July to the 15th of August, you're getting Dunk Lords, sports beat-em-up for Xbox <laughs> One. 
not drunk lords as i said <laughs> in the last <laughs> podcast <laughs> and on the playstation you're getting nba 2k20 rise of the tomb raider and erica you played any of them boys uh rise of the tomb raider yeah i played that yeah nobody played erica uh, no, I, I'm kind of tempted no. Erica. I think Brian was talking to me about this before. It might be quite a good one to stream, but I have not played it. I thought uh, Sherry Bobbins might be into Erica. Uh, possibly, yeah, possibly. Um, I, might, I might give it a go at some point. Oh, is it Ooh. real people? Ah, it's like, it's that's a FMV. Yeah. Oh, that freaks me out. That takes me back to the, the Sega CD days and the Sega Saturn games. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Let's talk about games, boys. We're marching on here. Games. Uh, one big game has been doing the rounds, which we spoke about a number of times. We're not going to touch on it too much. Is of course, The Last of Us 2. Yep. I can officially reveal, exclusively on Scott Sport, that as of four hours ago, I finished it. Yay! Huzzah and hurrah. So, we are going to record our very special spoiler cast after this podcast. We're not doing it live. We'll do it off air and we'll throw it up but i will throw it up on twitch if you want to watch it um you know just be a uh title card basically with audio uh but yeah we're gonna we're gonna spoil the the hell out of it aren't we yeah absolutely mm. we're gonna fall out <laughs> I think it's, gonna be, it's gonna be I, arguments and tears I think and tantrums i think it's gonna be very much a nearly main conversation in that column is on one side i'm in the middle <laughs> And Gary Hogg's <laughs> on the other side. That's how it's going to lie. Impossible. It's going to be So we're not going to say too much about that unless you guys want to say anything at all. No, no, I think we'll, no. we'll keep our powder dry. Yeah, so keep your eyes peeled for the spoiler <clears throat> cast going up. Uh, we'll put it out on our socials and all that jazz anyway. Uh, but there is another game we've been playing uh, that Sony gave us. And Colin, I think I'm going to throw over to you for, for this because you've played the most of it, I would guess. I know, Gary, yeah. you've played a wee bit, but I think you've yeah, played just, the most just of it. Yeah, just a wee bit. All right, so Colin, you take it away, my man. Uh, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Sucker Punch's open world uh, samurai game about the Mongol invasion uh, of the island of Tsushima. Um, I've streamed quite a lot of it. I streamed it when it first came out uh, at midnight, basically. I had pre-ordered it and and, uh, and decided to to just get straight in there and have a stream off it. And then obviously, because I was going to be on holiday, I played a wee bit more the next morning before I went. Um it's glorious. It's absolutely glorious looking. Um, I'm very much enjoying playing it. I have a few niggles about the controls. I oh. find some of the controls a bit difficult. Uh, the the overuse of the R2 button drives me up the wall. I it's it's sort of the same sort of controls as The Witcher. So like the square and triangle buttons are attack, and R2s pick things up and stuff, and that it just feels weird. It just feels weird. Uh, and ultimately, I've, the amount of times I've pressed triangle to try and get on my horse, and I've sliced my horse near enough in half, um, <laughs> which isn't great. Uh, the combat is really intuitive, but it's really hard. It is mm-hmm. really hard. Yeah. Um, there's an awful lot that you have to try and remember, and even just jumping from stream to stream, I'm like, I can't quite remember how to bloody control this. Um, I think I will get better at it. Um, they, I mean, the photo mode on it is amazing. I, I don't usually talk about this, and I, I don't. I've used it a couple of times, but the detail, the detail on the character models, the detail in the world is absolutely astonishing. You're not the first person that I've heard say that. Uh, a lot of people have been saying they've been lost in the photo world, and they, they maybe in a normal game they maybe take one photo to see what it was like, and that's it. Yeah. And there's loads of people getting lost for hours and taking photos. I was just periodically stopping, stopping in stream to just show people the, the look at this, look at the detail on this. Um, 
the standoff stuff's really nice. I really like that. They've got a Kurosawa uh, filter, which is really cool. I what are I'm, you playing on here? Is this just the normal game visually? The, I mean, yeah, this is the normal game. Yeah, right. this is the normal. Um, oh, I hate they guys. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> um, I did. I'm not sure. So I'm playing with the Japanese voiceover stuff, but actually on stream it's really difficult because you're having to try and read a lot and you're missing a lot of the stuff. Um, it seems very authentic, but it is a wee bit... I'm just not very used to playing a game and reading that much stuff and not being able to take things in. Because I know, you know, even if it was something like French where I know little bits of the language, I might sort of understand little tidbits of what are being said. It's very difficult if you're not paying attention. So Japanese um, not that hot, no. No, Japanese is not <laughs> hot at all. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, uh, my, my my Mongolian's even worse. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean the game's very good. Uh, it's very good. It's clearly a labour of love. I've seen a few folks saying that um, it kind of loses its way a wee bit and gets a bit boring um, once you've done a lot of the stuff because there's just it feels a wee bit listless. I've not felt that so far. Um, it's got it's got a, it's kind of the best way to describe it. I would say is it's a bit red dead meets assassin's creed mm-hmm. um okay but it's got the sort of red dead pace to it uh you know you can when you're heading along you, you take out your flute and you play a little tune as you're moseying along on your horse everything's sort of done at quite a quite a pace and then there's these explosions of violence these explosions of fights um but yeah i mean it's it's a hell of a game and there's quite a lot of folk on my chat uh, in my chat last night on the stream uh asking like oh should i buy this and i was like well possibly um and then sort of just watching it and going oh oh no i'm i think i'm buying this i think i'm buying this mm. um it's got a really nice feature as well the the, the you can see you can't really see because a lot of my gubbins is up there unfortunately but the hud's actually incredibly sparse there's hardly anything on sc- you're basically just looking at the the wonderful uh surroundings the whole time and you flick up on the touchpad the touchpad in- integration is really nicely done. Mm. Generally, with PlayStation exclusives, it's about the only. Uh, well, it's only really PlayStation exclusives that bother with it at all, really. But um, but you slide up on it, and the wind blows, and that guides you. So you don't have a big sat nav on a mini map or anything like that telling right, you where to go. Right. You follow the wind, and it's a really nice feature. There's animals that will guide you to certain locations and stuff. It feels very much. Uh, sort of morality tale that's got itself grounded in nature. It's, it's really a lovely game, I think. Um, nice. What, yeah. do, what are you making of it, Gary? Uh, however much you've played. So I didn't, I never really knew much about it, as you guys know. I was like the ghost of what now? Um, which is weird because <laughs> I love Japan and I love Japanese culture and um, Japanese history and folklore and stuff. So I, I kind of watched Colin stream it the first night it started i didn't want to watch too much i just wanted to catch bits and see what it was like and it did it piqued my interest i was like oh this looks not bad and then obviously i got it um and i, I put off playing it for a good couple of days i was kind of like oh will i start it won't i start it so then of course i started it at like midnight one night because that's a sensible time <laughs> to start a game like this and i was up to like half two in the morning um and it is it's just it's really nice it's it, it looks stunning um but we're gonna, I'm going to talk about the, the look stunning thing later because I think we're at that point where everything's starting to look stunning. But there has right. been a few points in the game where I've 
been riding my horse or running. I like running on foot. I feel like I see more. And I've turned a corner, like past a bunch of rocks. And then you're just hit with a proper car of a new area. And you're like, oh my God. And it does. It, it like you actually oh, get yes, your breath it. taken away. Like um, there's a bit where I turned a rock and there was these cherry blossoms. And I was like, oh, <gasps> lovely. And then there's another bit. I climbed a mountain and I pulled myself up. It was like a golden forest. And I was like, oh. And it's just, it, it, it does the transitions really nicely. Um, and even though it's grounded in reality, there is an air of whimsy. Like they talk about the, the Shinto shrines and the gods and uh, their, their spirit guardians and protectors and um, the animals leading you somewhere to get kind of like better items. Like there is that slight hint of Japanese myth and legend, which is nice. Um, yep. The story's interesting. It's, it's a bit basic bitch with the story um but the the story of the island is what's getting it for me and looking at the question marks in my map and i've spent more time running around the map to question marks than i have on mm. the main guy's story um so i i'm really enjoying it i'd definitely say i'm enjoying this more than red dead um after a couple of hours in red dead i was falling asleep my horse whereas in this to me it, it, the world has a feeling and a personality which i felt missed i for personally felt was missing and red dead for me but as this world just feels a bit more there's stuff going on there's people going on you can go up and like if you so where Colin is and the, the scene it's just passed you can find lots of little settlements and you'll see people with like a, a speech bubble and you go up and they'll be like they'll tell you something and then you get a hint on the map of maybe there's a a story there to find and i'm like oh 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 there might be something oh and that to me is like a living, breathing world where you're not just like, oh, you need to go to this swamp and there's yeah, an alligator. Yeah. Um, so no, I'm really enjoying my time with it. Um, nice, very good. Yeah. No doubt there'll be more to say next episode when we've all played a lot, a lot more. Um, yeah. I, I deliberately didn't start this until I finished The Last of Us 2. Um, so I've not played any of it and I'm super excited to start it. Uh, I want to ask about the combat very, very briefly. Um is it a button basher or is it a, no. a timing thing? Timing, and oh, that timing it. is pure rubbish. Love part, it, I like that. Part of the reason why I'm getting killed so much here is because I am doing a bit too much button bashing there. Oh, okay. I, you really need to... Yeah. Uh, Are you enjoying watching yourself die over and over again? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Not <laughs> I'm like, why, is he, why did he pick such a small clip? Do you know, do you know what it was? I, I was terrified of seeing the game. So when I found ah, the bit that was like very kind of generic looking to me anyway, I thought I'm going to I'm going to clip that bit and that'll do. <laughs> the one thing with the combat is I'm used to see when um, you need to parry, you usually get a bring or a glint of light or something. Uh -huh. This game does not. It's just like oh. you better let it parry. And I'm like, yeah, it's just... You're... I'm terrible at it. Oh. <laughs> and then you think you've got it and you're like yes and then next minute you're like oh I don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it's fun like I'm not rage quit yet which is surprising not yet not yet hey, Gary, Gary are you playing on you got the Japanese audio or have you got the English Japanese audio? audio with English and I oh. I I was when I was playing it the other night I had a stream on watching Dead by Daylight and I actually I forgot it was in Japanese so I kind of looked away and looked back and went Oh, I don't know what's happening. Um, <laughs> and that's without being... So I can imagine the difficulty in having that. It is quite a lot of focus. And I've watched a lot of Japanese cinema, so I'm kind of used to it. But even... It take, took me a while to kind of be in the zone. So I think maybe for streaming, it would make sense to have the English it's audio because, on. Because you you look over at the chat for a second and you've got a whole line of dialogue. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, no! Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And and that's happening to me yeah. and I'm focused in the game. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so I don't know. What I don't know is if I can change it back now or whether I'm stuck. Yeah, with I think it. you can change it in your options. So I might change it back for the next, but it'll be a bit weird because now I'm used to them all with, with the voices they've got and now they'll have different voices. And I'm, <laughs> um, I'm going to move on, boys, and we can yeah. talk more about this next episode. Uh, when we've all played a lot more. Um, something we've all been playing, uh, which we spoke about before as well, so we don't need to spend a lot of time on, is Sea of Thieves. Uh, sea of Thieves had huge numbers. I think there's now 15 million players playing it. Oh my goodness. And there was something ludicrous, like 3 million played it this month. or something. What? Really big numbers at the moment. Um, so that was obviously because we joined it and started playing. Yeah, yeah. That's what We're it is, spreading eh? that word, spreading that word. I, I'm I'm loving Sea of Thieves. I, I'm really enjoying it. I find it a lot of fun, even if me and Colin are going to get divorced over it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a, an immense amount of fun. Uh, I I I love the fact you can go on, you can do different things, and uh, I I've always loved the fact it was it was a team game. Um, I was always dubious about playing it with randoms. I always wanted to play it with people I knew to begin with. Anyway, um, so it was nice when you guys all hooked in and I could actually play it, uh, and I, I found it immensely fun. Uh, and equal lengths infuriating as well. Mm-hmm. It's it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I just I just think it's so much fun. It it feels like a real sort of sandbox game. Um, yeah. And yeah, we've had a, a, a great time with it. Um, I see Evil Monkey saying, saying "boo, terrible game," and then saying, "I've <laughs> never played anything like Sea of Thieves before." I mean, I honestly it just it's just been wonderful. It's been it's, uh... it's very good fun. I, I I really do for Sea of Thieves. There's loads of games I feel I'd love it, but Sea of Thieves more than any other game. I wish we were partners so we could squad stream. I think yeah. it would be it would be great to watch the four screens of Chaos, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. rather than just the one. Unfortunately, uh, that's a long way away. But a long you know. way. Away. Well, I don't know if Titana keeps throwing out those subs. Who knows? <laughs> Um, yeah, so Sea of Thieves, uh, you know, you've got Admiral <laughs> Colonel Sanders down the bottom there. <laughs> what, what was your, Oh, no, I can't ask your name, can I? Not on the podcast. No. Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so if, you, if you want to know the name, you need to watch the stream. not <laughs> appropriate. Um, I, I, I hope to be playing this more. I don't know about you guys, but I'd love Absolutely. to play more. Absolutely. I'm desperate to play more of it. Um, our, our weekly multiplayer nights can't come around fast enough for me. I'm like, can we play Sea of Thieves again? Can we play Sea of Thieves? The only, the only way we can usually get Gary to play Sea of Thieves is we tell him that we'll dress up. As he dusts off his Colonel Sanders outfit. I love it. I just look at him. He's always serious, though. <laughs> He's so focused on the game. It just looks like some sort of, I don't know, 19th century lawyer. I don't think I'm even doing anything. I think I'm standing in front of the ship going, we just ran aground for God's sake. Gary's raging. He thought he was turning up for a performance of Hamilton. <laughs> Gary, what else have you been playing, my man? Uh, so I've been playing loads, but I've had a few uh, standouts uh, the past two weeks. Um, well, one of the biggest stands out was say, South Park, the Stick of Truth, is that what it's called? <sighs> This or was as I like to very call it, difficult. the most mortifying game ever. Oh god, this you was, that scene? This was very difficult to find a clip from <laughs> that I could put on this show. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say you could pick the clip, but it was just me looking mortified for 15 minutes <laughs> during that one scene. Um, but that was, happened multiple times. Every time I, I would I would put the stream on, I'd go away and do something, I'd come back, and it would be met with Gary with his hand over his mouth going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but... 
it looks so much like the show. It's, it's like the South Park RPGs are fantastic because you just feel like you're in a weekly episode of South Park, um, and it, <laughs> yeah. it's so good. Uh, and then, like, so uh, I finished it on Tuesday there, um, and I think it took 12, 14 hours. Um, so they're not overly long games, but that was also me playing it for a second time, so I knew where to go. But there's lots of exploration. It, it's got the humour of the TV shows. It's got the style of the TV shows. The combat's really fun and intuitive for an RPG gamer because, you know, like, I love RPG games. Yeah. And so many of them, and, like, Final Fantasy, you just select your your move and it does it. Um, whereas this game, you, to do the moves, you've got to, like, click click two buttons and click your, your left mouse button to, like, make the attack happen or do it in time or block and parry using your mouse. So it's really clever because it keeps you focused. Um and part of the action, which I like. And I always like RPGs that, that have that kind of take on the combat. Um, the story is bananas. And in mm. fact, I, the, everything I thought happened in the second game happened in this game. So now when I play the second game, I'm like, I don't know what we're going to see. Um, <laughs> but I, I do vaguely remember the, se- the sequel not being as offensive. Okay. And I don't, know, I don't know if it's because they used all the good material or they were told to tone it down or... Um, it's still pretty out there. It's not like safe for children, um, <laughs> but it, it was a good laugh, and everyone in the chat was was loving watching it. Um, the comments were hilarious, and if, the, the, I I don't think I've ever been redder in the face. I mean, I think I'm still red there, like because <laughs> well, from I, what's been before. Yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> um, jeez, Louise. But yeah, so I think. I'm going to start The Fractured Butthole. I might play that tomorrow night in the channel, actually. Start it tomorrow night because I don't know what I'm playing yet. Um, and then continue it throughout, throughout the next couple of weeks. I don't know um, if any of the men can uh, support that. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the clever thing is The Fractured Butthole starts literally as the first game ends. So the game, oh, like, it, it, it links it and then they go, and next... So it's like a, a straight continuation. It's yeah, very excellent. clever the way they did it. But no, it's, it's loads of fun and everyone was enjoying it. But um, yeah, slightly mortifying to be playing at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, um, Daybreak. Um, I dipped into Apex Legends for the oh, yes. first time um, with Diet Punk. And it was fun. It was better than expected. Um, mm-hmm. We won a game by hiding for the whole game and then ganging up on the last person. Champion! Um, and the the clip of us winning is sheer disbelief from both of us. Like <laughs> I don't I don't know what's happened at first. So you kind of see me going, oh, uh, oh, oh, oh we've won. Because um, <laughs> it was like it had me down on the ground with a shield up, and Diet Punk was just trying to fire shots off. They actually suicided themselves by accident. Oh, like, oh man! They they blinked into the 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 the, 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 the closing circle. They blinked out to dodges and went too far. And then died, so it was like just like we really shouldn't have won, but we did. Um, <laughs> but lots of fun. I know Diet Punk has been hooked. He's been playing it almost like every night. Uh, definitely good with friends rather than randoms. Yeah, I'd say okay, give it a go. Yeah, like it is good fun. Um, We've played it before. Yeah, we'd a wee go at it. Yeah, I played uh, a wee like, bit more with yeah. you as well. It's, 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 it was. I much preferred that to Fortnite or anything like that. Yeah, it's got a good longevity. It's got because they've got each season they introduce a new character, and then and and the the, the characters have storylines now that mm. kind of can follow along. So like it's finally like they're realizing, oh, 
storylines make the games last longer, so let's yeah. add them in. Um, that's why I like Overwatch so much. Um, but I'd definitely say give it, download it, it's free, give it a shot. Um, and it's nice because it, it's almost like an old Titan game where you unlock characters as you progress, but, but no, it was good. Um, nice. Visited Subnautica Mindful Monday and it turned into a very unmindful Monday because it attacked <laughs> by giant sea creatures and it was terrifying. And uh, yeah, it was just... You handled it, it well. I did. I get attacked by one thing with tentacles and a giant face, and then I, I ended up going out too far. And the real robot, which we call Diapunk because it's sassy, was like, Multiple Leviathans have been scanned in the area. Think of what you're doing and ask yourself, is it worth it? And I was like, I'm, I'm out of here because I didn't know what a Leviathan was. And then I found out and I screamed. Like, I genuinely shrieked and then started apologizing to the make believe monster. Um, and managed to like swim away from it, but it was it was very scary, not mindful at all. Um, so that game is no longer being played in Mindful Monday. That's oh. that's that's been moved to well, we survive Wednesdays. Um, <laughs> but Subnautica has been wonderful. Subnautica's lovely. Definitely calling you up your street with the survival. Yeah, um, okay. and there's a good storyline behind it. Um, and the final thing I've been playing a lot of is The Sims Four. Um, so that tends to be the main game in a Mindful Monday. We've been trying out the Rags to Riches challenge, although I've played it wrong, but I'm just going to keep playing it. Um, so Rags to Riches, you um you buy a plot of land, you you cheat away all your money, and you have to like oh, look at that mustache, and you have to <laughs> you have to build up uh but just build up your house for the ground up. So like I finally built a toilet, and it was the happiest I've ever been in my toilet, life. And it was the happiest. Uh, never made my Sims life, uh, and it just adds a nice wee challenge and flair to the to the game. And I've also started doing the shell challenges. Um, so I build an empty shell, and then um, you can go on and you can design it according to the brief, and you submit it, and then I do like an estate agent's virtual tour around it. Nice, um, and it's really fun. People's imaginations are. In- Oh, it oh. uh, looks like Gary Hogg's broke down. Have we lost him? Gary Hogg may have broke down. Well, while we're waiting for Gary to come back, Colin, do you want to slide on in there and tell us what you've been yeah, playing? Yeah, this is why Shelton. Oh, he's back. Oh, he's back. Am I actual back? You are actual back. Yeah, you're back. Oh, well, no, I, could, I could hear you the whole time. That's why I was like, I don't know what's happening. Oh, he's um, back. You'd have to censor all that game. Uh, but no, uh, so the Shell Challenge, people's creativity is amazing. Like, just the way they respond to things, like Daybreak and uh, Titana, Diet Punk, and Llama have been taking part in the weekly Shell Challenges. And they build, like, I literally just build a couple of walls and they decorate and make stories. And it's just, it's so wonderful. So if anyone who's watching would like to take part in the Nailman Shell Challenges, um, you just put Bunderboy87 into the gallery and it'll come up. Um, and we do Lovely. it on Monday. And we do our estate agents tour, agency tours on Monday. But yeah, Beautiful. so... Um, oh, and... Oh, wait, call and go, because I can talk about this another time. No, no. Um, uh, well, I go. was just going to say... On you go, Gary. On you go. All right, I was going to say Fear Effect. So I've, I've been back to play Fear Effect on the PS1. Um and it brought up a really interesting discussion last week and this week. Mm. Last week, it brought up the discussion of graphics and video games and what 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 makes. Oh God, you've picked this scene. Uh, what makes? What what do, what do we look for in graphics in a game? And I was talking about how I find the art style of Fear Effect much more interesting than maybe the ultra realistic graphics we're getting in like Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us Two because it just adds a bit more character to it. Um, 
and just say like I just I, I wish more games were trying out that quirky art style again these days. Um, I think I think going for the ultra realistic art style is playing it safe in gaming these days, and that'd be, be I, I, that's probably something people would argue against. But I think it's just. You know, people are going to go, oh, it looks so real. It's amazing. Whereas I'd rather see someone do, like a woman in that outfit, but do that kind of art style where it's going to be a bit interesting. And I mean, this this game's 20 years old and it still looks not bad. Yeah. Um, It holds up well. Um, I mean, she's going to catch the death of cold. Yeah, she's she's in an, an institution where you have nice times. Um, so but she's undercover. Um, I can't think how to word that. Um, and uh, then we were playing the sequel today, and the sequel was one of the first games that I ever knew of to have LGBT representation, as it was known back then, um, and a video game because she's got a girlfriend in the, the second second game, and it like there was a big debate about is it true representation? Is she a good representation of? Um, an LGBTQIA plus character because all the marketing for the sequel was them in skimpy underwear massaging each other, um, and it was like, it, it was was it made for the LGBT community or was it yeah. made to exploit it? And it, that started a really interesting conversation today in the chat, um, which was great. And that's where visiting old games and comparing it to today's standards is really interesting as well. But Fear Effect's a great game. There's rumours they're remaking the first one. There's a there's a a third a, sequ- a third one that was maybe the PS2, which I'm hoping once they get money in, they can bring back and finish off the trilogy they were hoping to do. Um, but it but it is great, great. Yep. Oh, thank you, Gavin Laugh. I'm not going to read that out, but absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are some of my highlights for the two weeks. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. Right Colin, slide us in suggested that maybe we should at some point do a, a playing games with supporters like a supporter saturday or sunday I don't oh know, I, don't, I don't know if it'd be a saturday or sunday but we will i think we, we should definitely do that at some point uh mm-hmm. maybe that could be one of our sort of milestone sort of uh celebrations or something um cool, cool. Uh, but occasionally we're looking for people in the discord as well so yeah always be be uh keep an eye out but um yeah i think at some point we'll definitely get something where we can play with uh with all the lovely members of the nmc um constantly yeah. uh, right so i'll i'll not dwell a lot of these um i was playing the long dark uh survival game this is the one that we had a bit of a discussion paul was a wee bit peeved because he felt I, I stole this from him but <laughs> <laughs> The argument this cost on WhatsApp. I thought I was going to be witnessing a divorce. I was like, who do I get in the divorce? (laughs) You get me, Gary, you get me. I I did see Cole Shire Shire earlier on saying that if uh, Paul and I broke up, they wanted child support. Um, Yeah, it's really tough. It's great. I'm really liking it. It's really in-depth. It's it's like, uh, it's got a bit of stranded. I don't think I like it as much as stranded deep. Um, but it feels like Stranded Deep kind of turned to 11 in a lot of ways. It's mm. really hard. Stranded got, Deeper. Uh, you've got wind chill, <laughs> you've got hypothermia, you've got all sorts of things to worry about, layers of clothes that can get soaked and frozen. It's really tough, really tough. And uh, I've been streaming it a bunch lately. It's really fun to stream, actually. It's really hard. Uh, it sounds hard. Permadeath again. So, you know, once you're dead, you're dead. Um, but... 
There is a story mode, but I'm just sticking with the survival stuff. I think Paolo might do the story mode at some point. Uh, the survival stuff suits me better anyway, so that, that might be a sort of a trade-off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's really good. Unfortunately, uh, when I next stream this, I'm probably about 10 minutes from death because I ate all my last food. <laughs> I ate all my oh, food tragic. and then... And then I'm pretty much in a bloody, I'm in a whiteout right now. And I'm like, um, I'm like looking about trying to find cardboard to eat. So <laughs> looking you at your leg. You can't actually eat cardboard in the game, but I'm sitting there going, maybe you could. Looking uh, at your own leg going, oh, I don't need that leg. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other game I was playing uh, was uh, Hello Neighbor, um, which for some reason I keep going to call Dear Neighbor, but it's Hello Neighbor. Um, which is, Hello which is... Neighbor? fun it's absolutely bonkers and um, basically you've got you're a kid who has sees your uh you the the neighbor the titular neighbor um doing something terrible he's got someone locked in his cellar and you need to try and break in and discover what he's doing it's very janky it's very rough around the edges there is um sort of weird physics to the game and it's quite buggy oh. however there's just something about it i mean it's scary it's really scary um you can see him there. He comes out. He, he did you just throw it. a trash can at him? You bet I did. You bet I did. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's really good. It is really good. Um, the interesting thing about this is the AI learns what you do. So say say every time you do it, you keep going to that back window. He'll start checking that back window. He'll come and find you. You have to constantly adapt because he's always adapting to what you um. do. And it's really tough. It's really tough. Uh, I got quite far in the end after I, I mean, the first hour or so where I was really, I was hopeless. And I was like, this is going to be a nightmare. I had various folk having to basically um, sort of like step by step guide me through the game. And even then, you, you're still sort of at the mercy of whether or not he wanders into the room or not. Mm. Um, but it's really a really interesting game. Um, and the game evolves. It's got this sort of like weird sort of, it's got a sort of almost the kind of design of the, the movie Up. Where, yeah. where the, the house gets more and more bonkers. He's a, oh, he's, really? a, ah. he's like a sort of um, uh, inventor or something, obviously. And as the game goes on, he, he, he builds a massive fence around the house. He's got all these weird pipes everywhere. And there's like, <laughs> there's like doors to nowhere and stuff like that. It's really strange. Um, and the, yeah, the level's always evolving. Um, yeah, it's good. It's really good. It's really hard, but it's very good. Um, and I'll hopefully play a wee bit more of it at some point. Nice. Yeah. That's nice, that really for me. That's that's. Uh, I mean, there's been other stuff, but I had, I had a, a little bit of um, a wee blast of the past where I played a little bit of Age of Empires uh, Definitive Edition. Oh, yeah. Um, which, you know, I was just... I, I'm not sure whether to stream it or not. I don't know how much folk would really want to watch me play Age of Empires, but I, I really liked it. I was like, oh, I love this game. I was obsessed with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, but that's about it. Um, nice, yeah. nice. Well, on the Nearly Men channel, I've been playing Deliver Us the Moon, uh, over two weeks. Nice wee game. It took us about six hours or so. Uh, and it's just basically the Earth is dying because you get all the power from the moon, and for some reason the power, uh, the the moon stopped giving us power, and they don't know what happened, and you're sent to the moon to find out what happened. And it's it's a kind of wee puzzler. Uh, none of the puzzlers puzzles were directly too hard. A couple of wee sticky points, but um. Other than that, it was it was fairly straightforward, uh, but it was a nice wee tale. Uh, it's on Game Pass if anybody wants to play it. It's, it's good fun. Uh, and also on my channel, I played through Journey, which I'd oh, never yes. played through before. Uh, I'd started but never finished. 
we just played through it all in one stream uh, and it was really nice it was really nice and I, i'm always amazed at how much you care about a character that you don't even speak or anything you, you get so attached to the person you're controlling um and it was just it was a it was a lovely i kept saying it it was a lovely journey that's why it's called <laughs> journey do you, do you remember we saw some of the artwork for this yes book? yes i do and uh, the vna over in dundee yeah. um and it was lovely yeah, we saw like the actual notebooks and things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a video games exhibition that was on there. They actually had storyboards and notebooks from the original The Last of Us as well. That was great. Yeah, timelines oh, wow. and all that like, was really could, fascinating. Timelines and actually, we were looking at like post-it notes on a board of of how they thought the story was going to go at that time, yeah. and and how different it actually ended up from our own knowledge. But some of the journey stuff was really gorgeous as well. It was. It was lovely. Very nice. Very nice. But yeah, so yeah, I mean, that's that's really all, apart from The Last of Us, just try to catch up with that. Um, the viewers, let's have a wee look at the viewers and see what they've been playing. Um, Peter Riley's got in touch and he says, I've been playing the bonkers Death Stranding on PC. Delivering boxes in a beautiful landscape has been mesmerising. I would really like to see a reveal of a game. Oh, this is to do with Xbox. I would really like to see a reveal of a game no one is expecting at the Xbox showcase. And also to see how they can make, how, how they can make for a look even better on next gen. Ah, I know what he means. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think they did announce anything that nobody. Uh, there was no wow. Fable was probably the the one under the radar, but it's maybe wonder about Forza. Is that maybe Forza? Make, uh, I don't know. Make Forza look even better. And... I don't know. I don't know. But um, Death Strand is great. Mm. Being got a hog. Being a spoiler cast of it. It was awesome. That was great. At Jamsey42 says he's still on Warzone now and again. He played some infinite mini golf, which is fun and annoying at the same time. But since Friday, it's all about Ghost of Tsushima. I love it. <laughs> so much to do, though I'm easily sidetracked by but enjoying the story and the gameplay, and it's just beautiful. I know how you feel, Jamesy. <laughs> At Rain Goblin says I've been trying to find something as captivating as the Outer Wilds. Deliver as the Moon was a diverting, if short, and linear experience. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The long dark is a frustrating thing, which may yet come good. I'm sure you'll agree with that, Colin. It's tough. Uh, it's certainly tough. Ori and the Blind Forest is a good to dip into, but other than that, he's struggling. Well, there you go. Throw some mm. up in the Discord. Is Ring Goblin in the Discord? I think he is, isn't he? Uh, yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. Throw, throw him some. Uh, that, this is on Twitter, anyway, so throw him some ideas. Uh, it's always good to get ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, royalty. Nats Pacino has been in touch. She says she's finished The Last of Us 1. She started to play Hard Rain but struggled to get into it so went straight on to The Last of Us 2. Definitely more of a horror feel with more jump scares. Enjoying the gameplay, that's all I'll say. Anyone played Hard Rain? Is it worth persevering? Is it Hard Rain or Heavy Rain? I don't know Hard Rain. I don't know. I would say Hard Rain here but I'm wondering if she means Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain, that's the Quantum one, isn't it? Yeah, I've tried getting a, a heavy rain a couple of times. I find it just um, I don't know. I hear so many talk about how great it is, but I just can never get into it. And it's the, part of the problem is what's his name? The the is it Ethan or something? Ethan, like yeah. He's the most insufferable guy in the world. <laughs> you just yeah. don't, you don't really want to spend any time with him at all. Mm. <laughs> I uh, I played heavy rain. It's I, heavy, good. I think that is heavy rain. Uh, it, it, it's quite slow to start. Like yeah. Like, oh, but when it gets going, it gets going, and then the end, you're like, ooh. Um, but if, if, I'd say if you're not feeling it within the first couple of hours, watch it on YouTube if you want to see how the story goes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's no Detroit Become Human anyway. Nah. 
There you go. There you go. At Bry2208, good friend of the podcast and show streams. He's been playing No Man's Sky, Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us Part 2 on PS4. He's playing some some Monster Boy on, what's that, Stadia? What's that, Stadia? <laughs> and of course, Tabletop Simulator on the PC. He's also just saw the Microsoft thing for Xbox, and he saw maybe three or four games that he'd like to play. So he might buy a second-hand Xbox One X and Game Pass. That's not a bad Ooh. shout. Game Pass, best mm-hmm. value in gaming. Uh, he's also added on the new Fable game is cool and Psychonauts 2 plus Grounded games that interest me Grounded uh, looked really cool Grounded uh, you, were really quite, cool. you were quite keen on yeah. Grounded weren't you uh, the rest is kind of mail over from the show today apparently Ubisoft got another thing planned for 8pm today oh god is it more people being sacked did it happen <laughs> <laughs> is it more was, people stepping down was it a citation <laughs> uh, at the stew 13 he says he'll tune in tonight while he's playing some Doom Eternal. Oh, what a nice. game. Look, it's behind you, Stu, behind brutal. you. Brutal, <laughs> brutal. And that was your, your listeners. Um, we love you getting in touch. Please do get in touch. Let us know what you've been playing. Let us know your thoughts on the Xbox showcase. All that jazz. Here's how you can do it. We'd love to hear from you. Find us on Facebook as The Nearly Men, Twitter and Instagram, where we are at Nearly Men, or email info at thenearlymen.com. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, new releases. Here you go. Made of Scare, PS4, Xbox One for per- or, uh, for all, 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 I'll start that again. <laughs> Made of Scare for PS4, Xbox One on the 24th. That's coming out. Ageless is coming out on the 28th. That's for PC and Switch. Grounded, as we've discussed, is out on the 28th for PC and Xbox One. Destroy All Humans for PS4, PC, Xbox One on the 28th. Also on the 28th, you've got Ari and the Secret of Seasons. On the 30th, Hellpoint for PS4, PC, Xbox one switch and what's that stadia the the persistence is out on the 31st for switch headmaster extra time edition for psvr on the 31st it's not about teachers it's about football all right (laughs) i was like what fall guys ultimate knockout pc and ps4 is out on the 4th of august and scully is also out on the 4th of august for pc ps4 xbox one and switch fall guys ultimate knockout guys i'm going to try and get codes for it because i think we will love it it's essentially chaos with 60 players i think and you're just essentially trying to do things like get through doors Let's do it. Oh, it's like like Takeshi's Castle, but in video game format. Uh, it's it's like ludicrous. It's it's kind of in the same vein as Gang Beasts. Yes. Oh my gosh! So let's see if we can get that. Um, thank you everybody in the chat for sticking around. It's been great having you. Uh, thank you for all the the subs and the bits. That's that was so kind. Um, thank you, everybody. What's happening with streams? Does anybody know? This is all blank on here, so nobody knows. Even my stuff is blank. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe South Park tomorrow night, but so I'll, see, I'll see. I'll see. Gary, Gary Hogg is on this channel tomorrow night at 7pm you start, isn't it, Gary? Yeah, 7pm. 7, 7, 7pm in this chart, and he's thinking about South Park. Uh, Monday, I'm on this channel. We'll maybe start something new. Oh. We finished Deliver Us the Moon last week, so we'll maybe start something episodic again. We shall see. And then on Wednesday, Con Little's on doing something. I have no idea. I have no idea. Just rap calling for a couple hours. Yeah. Just the evil monkey saying that uh, all great albums, uh, rap albums, have a reprise at the end. No. (laughs) (laughs) We did agree. We did agree we will do it once and once only. Um, It it will be available in highlight form. You can enjoy it to your heart's delight, and you'll definitely be able to hear it on the podcast and Apple Music. 
Hey, Apple, Apple, Apple Music. Apple Music. <laughs> uh, on, uh, it's album what's coming it called? Out? iTunes, sorry. And, uh, it's going to be like YouTube. It'll just be on your phone and on your I laptop. <laughs> um, how to dismantle the producer rap. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. This episode, I'm going to have to take a big breath for this. Uh, even though I'm no rapping it, it still seems like a, a mountain to climb. This episode has been produced by <gasps> Niven1987, XShumbaX, Segi67, Cryptic Magus, a, a Tiny Wolf, Bell4717, Ewa PTT, Andy McG303, Foxdie, Suit Sweet Aces, The Wee Maverick, Dancing Toaster, Jabrias, Dave Cake 90, Chaz West, Bry2208, Final Op, Vardkin, Tipoticus, Jamsey42, Kimma Smith, Just Off the Six, Heza Beam, Sherry Bobbins09, Wobble362, Venom MDK, MJ Plays Games, Bramondrum, John Rocks21, Nat Pacino, Tcrew87, Colshire, Evil Monkey, Look Boogie, Patient09, Keokin Interactive, Three Sheets, Neat, a wrong G spot twenty one, RK Glasgow, Sniggle Art, Rusty Bell, Rider Die two six one zero, Daybreak fifteen ninety one, Totana, <laughs> Gavin a laugh, Original Stephen, Ghastly Tales, and Bud Run ninety. Thank you so much, everyone, for. Uh, supporting the channel basically if you subscribe to the channel you will become an automatic producer of the podcast and get a special shout out and next time in two <laughs> weeks time gary hog seven's going to wrap your name he's going to wrap your name and listen I, gary i passed the starter cap you're the youth mate this is you've got to be the cool one i get away with it because i can be the old da colin gets away with it because he's quite handsome and he's quite rugged looking so whatever he does will be all right you're the youth you've got the pressure mate <laughs> I make no promises. What are you doing? It. Uh, <laughs> well, I make no promises. It'll be good. <laughs> um, hang about, everybody, because we're going to raid after the show. We will finish the show, and the thank you for watching will come up. But hang about. We'll come back on, and we'll raid someone. Um, I think I know who we'll raid anyway. And uh, Colin Little, thank you for joining me, sir, and thank you for the producer rap. Thank you. I was very nervous. Thank you all for being so kind. Thank you for all the subs. Thank you for all the bits. Thank you for all the support. Very nice. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, yes, we'll get it out there soon so you can enjoy it all over again. Oh, we did. I, we I, did. Might, even, I might even put the lyrics out. I might even put them oh. in the Discord. We could put oh. like a wee bouncing ball. Everyone can sing along. <laughs> I see if you put the lyrics out, I'll just do yours to a different tune. No I, don't think I've got... <laughs> I don't think I've got the editing capabilities of that power. <laughs> Gary Hawk Simmons, thank you for joining us. Thank uh, you for I, having me. I wish you all the best in your rap writing. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> You've got no time to rap, it. you're streaming all the time, mate. You've got even more <laughs> names than me now. <laughs> Tatana. Yeah. Tatana. <laughs> Thank you everybody for watching. It's been a pleasure. This has been episode 68 of the Neil Men Video Games Podcast. The next episode is live on this channel at 8pm on the 6th of August. August, people! Oh my goodness. Dear oh me. We do hope you'll join us then. Hang about, we'll give somebody a raid, but in the meantime, please join us in two weeks and catch us on all our streams. Say bye-bye, Colin and Gary. Bye. bye. See you later, guys. Bye.